you're on air with Douglas, where fans are connected to their favorite celebrities. And here are your hosts, Douglas and Rob. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday, February 1st. We're coming to you live at 10.30 p.m. on the East Coast. And we have a special show tonight. We have uh, grown to love to hate her character, Miss mm-hmm. Sheila Carter, on CBS's The Young and the Restless and Bold the Beautiful. We have Kimberlyn Brown with us tonight. Welcome, Kimberlyn. Hey, thank you. I, I love that. How, how he, mm-hmm, he goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Good to be here. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, got so much to cover, uh, you know, during our time here to talk tonight. So uh, I've been waiting a very long time to get you, and I'm so glad you um, had the time tonight to, to, to speak with us. And some fans, of course, are going to call in as well. Um, okay, you know, great. You, uh, you know, you've been in the, the, the soap world, you know, almost 25 years now. Is that when you first, uh, and I think it was in 87 when you started on Capitol? Yeah, gosh, um, you're right, you're right. I started on Capitol um, ages ago, and actually I was on Santa Barbara before that, just briefly, just doing um, a couple of, of, of um, you know, a day job, that, that kind of thing, and then I got yeah. Capitol two weeks before it was canceled. Oh, and, goodness. Um, and then signed a, a contract at CBS in 1991. Yeah. Actually, it was 1990. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it was because of your character, um, you know, tr- you know, having that wonderful storyline where you uh, quote Sheila quote dies in the fire and goes over to Bold and the Beautiful, where I became a fan of Bold and the Beautiful. And, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Exactly. Thank and you. I think a lot of people did that as well because mm-hmm. we were so emotionally wrapped up with you know the the, the that terror that Sheila had caused in Genoa City. We wanted to see where. It was going to lead, and then Sheila left no stone unturned over there and bold the beautiful as well. <laughs> yes, no, I remember. No, yeah, it was, um, when they had the crossover with um, YNR and B&B in uh, was it '92 or 90, maybe '93 or '4, when you had to kind of watch both shows to know what was going on with um, the Lauren Scott and Sheila and Eric Forrester plot. That was really got me on the bold and beautiful. Yeah, it was it was right around the ninety three ninety four era, and and yeah. um, you know Bill Bell was just a genius. I mean, the, the man is is brilliant, and you know I was originally brought on to Bold and Beautiful, and and little known knowledge. I don't know if I've talked about it before. I'm, I must have, but I originally screen test for the part of Cassandra Rawlings on the end oh, of the okay. Restless. If you mm-hmm. guys remember that character. Mm-hmm. Oh and yes, love love yep. that character. I did, not, I did yeah. I did not get the part. I didn't get the part. And I want to say two years later, I got a phone call at my house. Oh. I was just getting ready to actually give up on the acting, quite honestly. My agent, um, Vicki Light, at the time had gotten ill, and the agents who took over for her at the time, who I, I won't name, but they know who they are, they just kind of, um, you know, they, they didn't. They didn't take care of all her clients that she had mm-hmm. on the West Coast when she merged with those girls when she got ill. And I, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to be the architect that I always wanted to be. And I got a call from Jill Newton, who was the head of casting at the time at Young and the Restless. And she said, Kimberly, it's Jill. I said, Hi. And she said, um, I have this part. Now this is two years after 
I screen tested. I didn't have a manager anymore. I, I didn't have an agent. I had nothing, but she had my home phone number. And she called wow. and she said, I want you to come in for this part. And uh, she says, I think you're perfect for it. It's only, it's only going to play for maybe a month, maybe two months at the most, but it's a really good part, and I really see you playing it. And uh, that's how Sheila began. I went in, I did the reading, and I thought, well, this is great. This will this will pay for my schooling. And um, I went into the reading, and I had it so well memorized. And Ed Scott, who was the producer, said, you know what, Kimberly, I, I want you to kind of play this very Kathy Bates misery-ish. And, and misery had, had come out, you know, not long before that. And, and uh, you know, she, he said, I, I want you to be able to turn on a dime. I want I want a, I want a character that can look at you and smile smile at you and and then turn around and stab you in the back and and I went oh this is going to be so much fun <laughs> so, <laughs> so I um, I did the reading I said thank you and I got out to my car and I realized that I had dropped probably four or five lines in the reading and I was horrified I went oh my gosh and I'm driving home. And um, Gail Camacho, who was who was uh, uh, Jill's assistant at the time, called me on my way home, and I said, "Gosh, I am so sorry. I can't believe I did this. I, I thought I was so well prepared, and I was so in the moment, and and I completely dropped those lines. And I apologize." She let me apologize for about 20 minutes, and then told me I got the part. Wow! So oh, it was, wow! It was just a great time. It was. Um, it was exciting, and to think that a casting director remembered me from an audition, you know, two years prior, and I actually screen tested for Cassandra Rowling. So she remembered that screen test, remembered me, and because of her, I was brought in for that job. It, it's really, it, it was really special. Well, <laughs> with other YNR um, actors, they they originally tested for one part, and then a couple of years later, they got a call that they wanted them for another part, but. That's interesting. Yeah. And talk about being yeah. at the right place at the right time. You know what? I was blessed. I really was. I got lucky. Yeah. I got lucky. Now you said that the the role of Sheila was only going to be a, a, a you know a short arc. How did it develop? Was it fan reaction, or did the people behind the scenes say, "Look, we've got we've got we hit a gold mine here with this actress," or you know what what exactly made it to be a twenty year you know run? You know what? I, I don't know. Um, obviously, I, I wish I wish I could have asked Bill. Um, yeah. But I I can't. Yeah. He, for one thing, the the audience response was great, and yeah. I think when they saw, um, you know, the numbers and things like that when 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 they were on my mm. storyline, the ratings and and such, they Bill just went, okay, I think I need to take this farther. And not only that, but Bill was really hands-on. He would sit in his office and watch us while we were working. He had a he had a direct feed from the stage. So, if he liked what he saw, I, I maybe I, maybe I sparked something. Maybe I sparked something that that uh, that made him take the character further than he had anticipated. And yeah. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that he did what he did because I'll tell you what. She was so fun. She was so mm-hmm. fun to play. Um, yeah. You never I, knew what he was going to have her do next, and nothing was wrong. 
Nothing yeah. was wrong because of, of, of her character. I remember reading, actually, um, I don't know if it was TV Guide or so about the Digest or something, but back back at around the time, you know, maybe a little later that, you know, like you said, it was originally going to be a short-term character and that the producers were just so, you know, amazed with your talent and then the fan popularity, that, that that's why they kept you on. That's, that's what I remember reading, so. Yeah. Uh. Well, thanks. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm just like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky that that Bill did what he did, and he's just, he was so talented at, at storytelling. Yeah, it's, it's a big loss. And he, yeah, he thought, he thought so far ahead. He didn't think of, you know, week to week or month to month. Mm-hmm. He planned year to year. Yeah, and, and it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. You actually, he kept you hanging. Those Friday cliffhangers, they made it made you want to tune in on Monday. Am I right? I know. No, yes, they're, they're starting yeah. to bring those back. I think finally with the new regime, but it's it's taking a while. But we have hopes. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of the farmhouse uh, uh, mm-hmm. and the, the whole crossover, we have a little uh, audio clip for the fans. Yes, we certainly do. I can't get over this television set. I really can't. I think it is one of the most beautiful sets I've ever seen. And oh, how you have enjoyed it, haven't you, Mother dear? Well, wouldn't you know that it came from Lauren? scene where Sheila has got her mother and Lauren tied up in the farmhouse and she points the gun yeah. and shoots the television. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, oh, I remember it. I remember it very well. I shot a cameraman yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tracy, Tracy told us that actually the funny story that um, she found out she was allergic to duct tape from doing that scene and she went to the doctor and they said, are you allergic to any kind of surgical tape? And she said, no, but I'm allergic to duct tape. And the nurse just looked at her like, what? <laughs> and she said, don't ask. <laughs> that no, was a great scene. It's interesting trying to figure out, yeah, trying to figure out how are we going to get the duct tape to stick to her mouth was, was pretty interesting, but they managed. <laughs> but yeah. that was fun. That would be, yeah, those are fun, fun now, times. That is, like I that, said, that, that, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that um, I still have VHS tape. Um, back back when this was on, I was a senior in high school, mm. and I had, I videotaped every scene for those like that that few months about the, the before Bold and the Beautiful, and then after you crossed over, yeah. and I used to watch right. that over and over because that was like the most iconic story at the time, and it was so amazingly well done because we thought, oh no, Sheila she's going to die, you know, we don't want Sheila dead. And, you know, in daytime, nobody dies. You know, they pop up somewhere. Right. And uh, and the, the and I love the, the actress that played Molly, your mother. She was just fantastic. Marilyn Ellis. Yeah, she is wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, Marilyn, she, she um, you know, we, we stayed in touch for, for quite some time even after that. But, but uh she was she was just she made it easy she made it so yeah. easy and and was so in the moment with everything and and it couldn't be that easy 
to act, I would think, when you have to act opposite somebody who's playing your daughter doing the things that she's doing to you. Yeah. Yeah. So and she had the stroke and she really couldn't even speak for She did a lot of it without speaking, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, I I'll never yeah, forget exactly. she used to say she, she you know, she would just for weeks she would just trying to she's trying to tell everybody, you know, about you and I mean yeah. she was just phenomenal. She she deserved a you know, an award for, for that role that she played and um yeah, it was it's a, a lot of fun. And then yeah. um then you then you went over to uh, you know cross the, the the pond per se and you uh, joined right. uh, Bold and the Beautiful. Now how, how did it, was that premeditated um, for you to be going over there? Was that part of the whole plan at, at that time in the writing? No, it wa- no, it wasn't. It's it's kind of like um, like you just said a minute ago how you, you thought Sheila was going to die and you were upset. You didn't want to see her go. Well. I was on the set of Young and the Restless, and I got a phone call in the booth from Bill Bell. And that normally wasn't a good thing. Yeah. Um, And I went into the sound booth. They said he wants to talk to you in the sound booth. So I went into the sound booth, so it was very private. And he said, uh, Kimberlyn, he said, I have two ways I can go with Sheila. She's done so many horrible things. I have to get rid of her. She can't stay on Young and the Restless. Um, I have to either put her in prison or I have to kill my character, which I don't want to do. He said, however, what if Sheila moved to Los Angeles? And I'm on the other end of the line. I said, "Uh uh-huh. He said, well, the bold and the beautiful is in Los Angeles. Hmm. I said, "Uh uh-huh. And he said, well, what if Sheila went to the bold and the beautiful and wreaked havoc in L.A.? And I said, you know what, Bill? It sounds great to me. And you know I love you, and and I'd be happy to. I'd be honored to. And um, the the one thing about me as a person, he could trust me with his secrets. I um, I was sworn to secrecy more than one time as to storyline and, and what was coming up. And with the crossover, he said the only way this is going to work is if nobody really knows about it until the week of. Mm. And we managed to keep that a secret for almost three months. Wow. So, yeah, we did a we did a really, really good job. Yeah. And, um, and that's how my character ended up going to the Bold and the Beautiful. He didn't want to kill my character off. Yeah. It was an honor to me. So he didn't want to kill my character off and and if you if you uh, think about it, the the numbers on Young and the Restless they were always number one back then at that time, even before I was on the show. But their percentage points were really, really high with my storyline. So the people that were watching me on Young and the Restless who had never, ever even watched Bold and the Beautiful, ever, followed Sheila oh, yeah. and to the Bold and the Beautiful. We're two of and those people who had never watched the Bold and the Beautiful that followed Sheila. <laughs> Definitely. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> within within two weeks' time of, of the show starting to air on the Bold and the Beautiful, he had the number one and the number two show in yep. all of daytime. 
Oh, I had all my friends watching too. I, I, <laughs> it was yeah. funny. I remember, like, oh yeah, I had like my guy friends who wouldn't admit to anybody else that we're all watching. We're all taping the Bold and the Beautiful right. water at school. <laughs> we're setting our VCRs and then watching it together. Yeah. Well, to all the men that are out there listening tonight, you know, we we've had so many um, um, athletes come to the studio to see behind the scenes, and and Cal Ripken came. And mm-hmm. he just wanted to see myself and Jill from The Young and the Restless because he said, oh, you girls are just my favorite characters, the bad girls. And then yeah. Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan, I mean, they all they all would watch the show. When yeah. I was pregnant with my son, I had these athletes sending me autographed, you know, basketballs and things like that for my for my son. It was just they're they plan their their workout schedules around the shows that they like. So you weren't alone. Yeah. Now, also infamous for that time period, which you don't see very much anymore, are the catfights. And there, you, yeah. uh, your character and Lauren had some of the best catfights in daytime mm. history. I mean, it takes Absolutely. you back to the dynasty days, you know, when they would throw each other in the pond. Uh, one of the, you know, one of the ones that most stands out is the one in the laboratory um, that with with uh, Lauren and Sheila, and you, you guys just tore each other up. It was the best. And then hmm. you said something along the lines of, "I don't care about your dead baby," and oh my gosh, Ooh, you, you just you you. you with the way that you, you know, Sheila arched her eye and the, and the tone and the voice, you mean it was like I said at the beginning, we love to hate you, and you were the most hated character, but most beloved as well. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that that whole storyline was so interesting though because she didn't want anything to do with Scott until until I came into the picture. If you remember how horrible she was to him, to Peter's yeah. character, mm-hmm. and then Doctor Granger, and uh, yeah. Um, I remember that. I remember that saying that line. Even you know, I don't care about your dead baby, and then her just going off on me. And that was one of the best fights. And I'll tell you what, they set up the the neatest um, the, the neatest set for all of that because all of that stuff had to be breakaway because we were falling into it, and yeah. it was time consuming. It really was to set everything up in the lab, and yeah. um, it was and and a, it was a lot of us. The physicality. I mean, they they bring in stunt people, um, and and then they'll put you in, you know, to places for close-ups and such. But mm-hmm. the camera couldn't couldn't um, work in certain situations. They couldn't hide the fact if they there was no cut point to put in stunt people. So stunt people were instructing Tracy and I. As to what we would do, so they would basically come in and show us what we were supposed to do, and then we would do it. And it was it was intense. I mean, there were we were thrown over over counters and, and all the rest. But you know what? The, the fights that Tracy and I had, that that Lauren and Sheila had, they were so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I, we would love it. And we would love it when we would get a script like that because we knew it was just going to be an exciting day. And yeah. and we had a trust with one another. I mean, she knew I was never going to hurt her. And she's so, so, so petite. She's so much smaller than me that, um, you know, a, a lot of the times in the scenes where it looks like, you know, I'm throwing her here or there or whatever, I'm holding on to her and, and doing the motions, but I'm holding on to her so that... Uh, 
you know, she doesn't fall and she doesn't hurt herself. It was yeah. um, it was fun. It was an exciting time. But you're right; they don't do they don't do as many fights like that anymore, do they? No, they no. don't. I, and I miss them. And thank God for YouTube to be able to go back and watch all of the greatest. Uh, YouTube has saved <laughs> saved us because you know since Sheila's you know we'll get to the we'll get to the current where Sheila's at but you know since Sheila's not around it's great to go be able to go back and watch these amazing clips that people have uploaded over the years and and it's just it's it's uh it's you know your character it well, is history for I mean you know daytime legendary you know history for always people always know Sheila Carter and you know you know in the future episode or in the future shows when you went to go work on the other soaps like All My Children and uh, uh, One Life to Live it was so it was so right. hard to watch you in those roles as a judge because you were you're Sheila Carter to me and 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 you know I was right. like why is she on All My Children I don't want her there but right you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a minute but the the best part um, with the with the crossover from Young and Restless to Bold and Beautiful for me oh. and for a lot of fans was oh, yeah. the the puzzle pieces that you of Brad and Lauren and you sent pieces to her so you'd have to watch Bold and Beautiful and then you know then go over to Young and Restless and see yeah. Lauren getting the puzzle pieces slowly putting the pieces together yeah. until you know the final reveal that Sheila was alive after all and. That you could kind of you could kind of get the story by watching one or the other, but really, if you're a really huge fan, you had to watch both, which is what pulled me into Bold and Beautiful. You know, it was like an hour and a half of like my favorite storyline, which is really cool. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that whole thing was great. Yeah, it was. You and, know, it it was just uh, it was a different time, though. It really was. It's it it was it was exciting. It was fun. It was energized. Everything was so so energized. Everybody on set. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like when we would get these scripts come down. Um, you know when they would come down from upstairs and and everybody was excited when when we had those kinds of days to work on because you knew it was going to be su- suspenseful. You mm-hmm. knew that the audience was going to to be watching, mm-hmm. and uh, and we did. I mean. Bill, like I said, I keep going back to him. He was brilliant. He hooked. He hooked the audience. He really hooked them hard. And, yeah, uh, yeah. We had yeah. Uh, one of your former. Well, we've had a lot of your former castmates on the show, but um, just most recently we had Ian Buchanan on the show, and uh, we talked about oh, the scene. Him. And I'm going to play a audio clip from the scene with you and uh, uh, Sheila and James in the dungeon. Okay. Kidnapping is a crime. You cannot just hold me hostage here. Mm. Isn't that what you did to me? Dragging out my therapy? Intimidating me? Threatening to expose my secrets? You were supposed to be saving my marriage. You let me down. You betrayed me. Now the tables are turned. Your life depends on me. Then you see how self-destructive this is. You have absolutely nothing to gain by keeping me Why don't me you like... save your psycho crap? Because I am not your patient. You're sick. You're a very sick woman. You need help. Oh, and you're going to do... Are, are you going to do that for me? I'm in charge here. Oh... <laughs> uh... That, that time period was a lot of fun because of the psycho house that was uh, utilized um, oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so t- 
tell oh us about gosh, that time listening period. To these clips, listening to these clips, it's just it's, it's bringing back such great memories. I'll tell you, I've got a big smile on my face. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Oh, this is great. This is great. Well, yeah, it's like working with Ian. Ian was amazing. Absolutely yeah, he's, amazing. He's a great he's guy. So incredibly talented. Yeah. So incredibly talented. I, you know, there was a time um, with the whole psycho house and all of that, um, I was actually pregnant with my son at mm. the time. And uh, you remember the wedding and he was wearing the kilt and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it was just, oh, it was so, so much fun. It was such a great time. Oh, I'm so glad you guys have these clips to listen to. It just yeah. sounds great. Now there there was another. Uh, I got a couple more clips just because we're there's a lot of fans that miss you and we're just playing some of our favorites. Uh, another one is where um, Sheila uh, is at a party and she's got everybody together uh, on yep. Bold the Beautiful and this is your intro, right. uh, Sheila's intro. You all look so surprised. I don't understand. I, the only reason you're here is because I invited you. So of course I would come. Oh, oh, wait, you're wondering about all the police outside. How in the world did I ever get past all of them? Lauren, you of all people should know that the police wouldn't stop me. They never have before now, have they? So, here we are. Everyone that I have ever loved and cared for and hated all in the same room together. Did you bring gifts? I did. I brought something special for each and every one of you. <laughs> that was a, a brilliant uh, scene, and we have a follow-up clip in a minute uh, from that as well. Uh, when you when you hear that clip, what do you uh, what do you think about? Because that was a scene where like the whole cast was in the the, the Forrester yeah. mansion. I think they were all there. I think I was wearing that blue dress, if I recall correctly. Yep, you were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was wearing like a, a a light blue. Yeah, I remember that, and uh, I remember them all staring at me. Mm -hmm. Just just. Just staring at my character, it was that yeah. was uh, that was just, my God. I mean, I keep, I keep repeating myself. Oh, it was so much fun! It was so much fun. <laughs> we really had a good time. We really had yeah. a good time. Um, when you when you get the opportunity to do something other than the norm, mm -hmm. and the whole cast knew that when when it was something like that, and my character was involved. It wasn't going to be. It wasn't going to be. You know, the same thing every day, and and yeah. it was just. It was a great time. But you playing that, I can. I can see myself, and I can see the hairdo. I can see everything. Mm -hmm. Your hair was and, done differently uh, than usual in that scene. <laughs> I think it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, they were trying to to do me up for the party. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the gun. Yeah. All right. Oh yes, the gun you're holding it, everybody. Yeah. Now was that the was that the scene or the time that you shot ta that, that Sheila shot Taylor? No. Was that the, was that it or was that a different time? I can't remember. She I you caused so much havoc. I can't keep track. 
But um, I think that this, is the time I shoot Taylor. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then she, she came back anyways. <laughs> See, no one dies. Did, so Sheila's she she still alive. Yeah, she died on screen. I mean, so many other characters have, you know. Yeah. yeah. Right. We can get into the can... whole Sheila thing later, I guess. <laughs> um, and then this this last clip that we have is um, uh, that follows along the same scene. Yeah, here we go. Sheila is a lot of things. But the last thing that she is, is stupid. It's almost as if she's... Almost as if she's what, Lauren? Oh, I knew you were here. I knew it. But you're all going down with me. <laughs> so get ready, friends. Today you're going to die. <laughs> oh, good, good times! Great. And you sound so nice in um, person too. It's amazing. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, God, if I were anything like my character, I'd be in jail, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> any normal, or any normal. Be, or maybe I'd just be missing. Who knows? Right, exactly. you're just like appearing uh, in different states. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Different faces yeah, exactly. and. <laughs> After you, I love after, the music, though. The music. Oh, I know. The music is so mm-hmm. great. Yeah, they don't like, do that anymore. You're great. absolutely. You're, that's a good point. I mean, the music is different on both shows now. Um, and is Jack a bunch Alaka of people. Still, is Jack, Jack Alaka still doing the music? Do you know? I, I don't know because the music, especially when Y and R with the regime change, the music is really different, and it mm-hmm. it really does not create the mood like it used to. And then yeah. B and B, I haven't yeah. noticed music like that in a long time either. So I'm pretty sure it's something different because it really does make a difference, you know. Yeah. Well, I think now, it makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. And there's and and literally, I've you know I've been watching Young and Restless. I'm I'm 39. I've been watching at least 30 years, and then also you know from since '92 or whenever it was when Sheila crossed over. I've been watching them ever since there, and there hasn't been since Sheila. A sus, that kind of suspense music or storytelling, as a matter mm. of fact. I mean, they've had lots of different crazies come and go, but no one with the depth and character development as as as, as Sheila was. So um, when so when you when um, Sheila left Bold and Beautiful, then um, she returned to Young and the Restless uh, in 2005. Right. How did that come back? How did that come to uh, to be that you come back to Young and the Restless so, uh, ten years after you? hadn't been in Genoa City. Right. Um, that was just, you know, it was another phone call from upstairs saying this is what, we're, what we want to do. We want to we want to cross you back over and get you involved again with, with uh, Lauren and, and, and um, you know, see what, what happens and see where this goes. And, and it, you know, it, was very very lucky because with my storyline and everything that was going on, all the crossovers really worked. Yeah. And it was the first. Yeah, it was the first time actually. Bill's crossover when he took me from Young and the Restless to Bold and Beautiful, it was the first successful crossover in mm-hmm. in the history of daytime. Yeah. So it, uh, like I said, it just it just worked. Everything just it, worked. It was. It, that's actually what brought me. I brilliantly I, planned. I, uh, I'd stopped watching Y&R for a little while, and, and it was you coming back that brought me back as a viewer. And I've 
ever since 2005, I haven't missed an episode. But you know, it was that storyline that made me start watching again. And what was well, so see, intriguing I did my about? Job. I did. Oh, ex- yeah, exactly. I did my job. It was all good. <laughs> um, and yeah. and when you came, when Sheila came back in 2005, it was exciting because you were playing uh, Brenda Harris, a student of Scotty, right. whom you kidnapped. You know you know, years and years ago. So this storyline was really uh, exciting because it's like, oh, my God, Sheila is right there studying with the the, the boys she kidnapped so many years ago. And that that wig wig and those false teeth fooled everybody, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, when she played uh, Jennifer. When when you played Jennifer uh, working at the athletic club. Yeah, that was was when you were – you know, you were poison. Uh, <laughs> Sheila was poisoning Lauren's necklace, poison and making necklace, her yes. <laughs> hallucinations and I stuff. Remember, and we had, remember the, I remember the blonde wig. Yeah, yeah. Now, with, <laughs> now, Tom Fisher. Now, I'm sure you've heard um, um, that they created this whole other backstory with that. So Sheila and Tom Fisher actually had known each other before. In fact, in the biblical sense, where they had a whole family together. <laughs> And oh, from what I heard, no, I didn't know this. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. Well, you, yes, Sheila has two children by Tom Fisher, um, Daisy and Ryder, who are fraternal twins. Okay. And um, I guess she and Tom Fisher had. He was a bigamist. He was still married to Gloria, but yet he had another family with Sheila. <laughs> so when and they ran right. into each, they ran into each other in Genoa City. They pretended not to know each other, but they really did. And so when they were colluding, it was you know due to their past or relationship or whatever. And, um, oh, so, so, the, so it was game playing. Is that what it was? Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's, that's what My relationship tried to write. with him, it went way back, but it was, it was went game way, playing. Was yes, it. you have two 20-year-something-year-old children with, <laughs> with Tom Fisher because of the oh, Soros, you know, the Soros factor. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, and, and, they also, and you also have, and uh, Sheila also oh, has Mary and Diane way. over in, uh, in Bold and the Beautiful, which they right. never mentioned on Young and the Restless at all. Exactly. I was thinking that Daisy would end up being Mary or something. That would have made more sense. But um, then there's, oh, Sir, Sheila's yeah. sister Sarah. Um, now, Tracy played a dual role a couple of years, two or three years ago. Sarah Smythe right. was sister, uh, Sheila's sister, who was also a nurse, and she had plastic surgery to look like Lauren. <laughs> right. And, yeah, right. and um, you know, well, we never heard of her. Phyllis played my part too. That's exactly. Yeah. Now we we have a theory, and this is the, people will not accept the fact that, you know, when they did the DNA test, when when Fila, as we call her, was shot by Lauren, the DNA test confirmed that it was Sheila. However, that same year, this same lab that they made mistakes with three other DNA tests. So. Sheila could easily have been hiding and lurking in the background and rigged the DNA test tamper if she's been known to tamper with, you know, tests before, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. So we were, she's, we, she's, we, she's spun a few vials in her day. <laughs> exactly. We, we're not accepting that that was Sheila. That was that was Sugar, her cellmate, who she had given all of her memories to. Um, exactly. Meanwhile, and she was pulling the puppet strings from behind the scenes. And... Um, most recently, now this is right before the regime change with the writers on YNR. It, it, it was it was appearing as if they were gearing up to bring you back. Um, right. With Daisy, your Sheila's daughter, was in a mental hospital, and she was signed out by Sheila Carter, her mother. And then when Lauren and Michael watched the um, security footage, 
It was it showed a woman wearing a coat, and you only saw her from the back, but she had long dark hair. It could have been you. And then we heard nothing about it. So, but most fans are refused to believe that Sheila's dead. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, she never died while I was playing her. <laughs> that right. I, that I can tell you. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I really don't know what they what they have planned. I was I was under the impression that I was going to be brought back, um, but that was yeah. some time ago. That was yeah. when Tracy yeah. played. That was me. when Maria Rena Bell was still executive producer. Um, um, yeah, that was the rumor as to what was going to happen. And then when Jill Perrin Phelps took mm-hmm. over, I guess they dropped a lot of storylines. So, you know, but right. we're still we're still hoping that um, right now, perfectly perfect timing would. For you to for Sheila to show back up on the Bold and the Beautiful with Stephanie's dead and everything, you know it would be a great time for Sheila to start wreaking havoc on people there. Yeah, exactly. Because one Eric, fewer Eric enemy is, down, you know, her one because, formidable enemy gone. It's like you know, <laughs> because right, Eric is right. uh, all alone now. Now that Stephanie's gone, so you could come back with those false teeth and <laughs> and a wig, yeah, you know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they could come, uh, come up with something exactly. Now, you yeah, know, yeah. The thing is, is, it's really hard. Once Maria started altering my appearance, um, it just it changed everything. It really mm-hmm. did. And I got a, no, I got nobody. A phone call. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got a wonderful phone call from. Um, oh Lord, I'm, I'm having a blank right now. Um, Michelle. And she said, Kimberly, you know, they've asked, they've asked me to play your part. And I couldn't go back to work at the time because I had that car accident in Las Vegas. Right, yeah, completely. yeah. Right, but that's that's the reason they didn't have you come back, it, right? They wanted you, didn't they, at that time? Well, that's what I'd like to think. Yeah, I was supposed to go mm-hmm. back to work that November. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything everything just changed. Everything Yeah. Um, you know, I got the call from her going, are you okay with this? You know, I've been studying footage of, of how you play the character and everything else and she really did do like I mean happy. she had your mannerisms down as well as anyone could but it was still not the same. Yeah. Well it's not the same because when when I act, um when it, when I was when no when I act but when I was playing Sheila, you know, I, I don't go up on on lines and and um my character was never bitchy. Mm, my yeah. character was you know, yeah, you know, she, yeah. When she wasn't, and but yet everyone still loved her because she was so misunderstood, and all she really wanted ever was to be loved. Yeah. She didn't know how to go about how to go about it, and and um, you know, I, I tried to watch a bit when when uh, Michelle was playing my part, and and I don't know that I could have stepped into anybody else's shoes to to do it either. I mean, yeah. she she yeah. she did. Brilliantly at it, but it's it's just not the same. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, your fans weren't too pleased with it. I mean, you know, honestly. <laughs> well, the storyline, yeah. yeah, it didn't last very long. No, it didn't. No, it was. Yeah, they cut that whole storyline short. And and I don't think Tracy was too thrilled with the whole Sarah Smite thing either. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I was actually Tracy because I was under the impression I was going back at that mm-hmm. time. And Tracy called me. She was all excited. Oh my God, you're coming back, and this is going to be yeah. so great. And and I thought, yeah, this is going to be wonderful. And they called my manager, and 
and you know, you know, can she start in a couple of weeks? And and then we never heard anything. And I think my manager said, hey, maybe we should call them back and see what's going on. And he did. He called back. He said, you're not going to believe what they did again. And yeah. uh, that's why yeah. I decided to, to have Lauren play my part then. So, yeah, it was it was weird. I mean, Tracy didn't um, – I asked her about the Sarah Smythe line, and, you know, she was even saying, like, she wasn't allowed to watch her dailies on – so she had no idea what she was doing, really, as the other – as Sarah mm-hmm. Smythe, and it was sort of frustrating for her, and it didn't, didn't seem like she enjoyed it all that much. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well fans are going to – I think know, she was excited. I think, yeah, she was excited about – the possibility of the two of us getting back together. Well, yeah, exactly. Because I don't. I, I think when we on. when we are together, it's just it's like fireworks, you know. Yeah, and it, yeah. And it works. It really mm-hmm. works, and we don't have to try to make it work. It just works. It's just yeah. it's um it's it's a great you know marriage of 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 characters together, and and yeah. uh, you never know. Maybe one of these days. Well, you never know. Certainly, they use a shot in the arm for the ratings, and I mean, you could do that with both shows. I think if, like I said, I think on B and B right now, it'd be there's so much room for you to just come in there and just wreak havoc with you know, with Stephanie gone. Unfortunately, yeah. we can't see you and Susan Flannery have any interaction anymore. But you know, you have definitely yeah. Sheila has a lot of enemies left in the Bold and the Beautiful for sure. <laughs> you know, pretty much everybody, right? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And I must tell you. I must tell you that uh, between the two, you know, I was thinking it would be great to have yeah. a crossover between the two shows, and then have you go on B and B for a while or something really, really cool. Yeah, there's the the possibilities are endless as long as the people at the powers that be listen to the fans, and they do listen. But they I do. just wanted to give I just wanted to give credit to uh, Tracy. She's in the middle of a uh, a front burner storyline, and and she hasn't had one uh, that hadn't dealt with. The, the Carter family, because you know your family grew when you weren't there, <laughs> and uh, uh, right. she's on. She's doing a uh, family storyline with uh, yeah. her son Finn. Her son Finn has now been aged, and he's like a troublesome teenager. And they've, they've, taken, they've, they've, <laughs> they've taken in right. um, a uh, a child uh, into the house, and you know trying to protect them and stuff. So I mean, she's really showing her, you know her true acting chops right now, and she's they're doing an outstanding job with that right now. Oh, that's great. You know what? I wouldn't expect anything less from Tracy. I really wouldn't. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. really nice to see her in a story. You know, I mean, obviously we love the Lauren and Sheila stories, but it's been so many years since she's had a storyline that didn't have anything to do with the Carter, you know? So, I mean, that's right. really right. cool for her. Yeah. And she's in, and she's in the opening credits now. Uh, you yeah. Know, the fans go Finally. out and she's in the opening credits. So that was a big plus. Well, good. That's excellent. Um, that's fantastic. Well, uh, Moving past uh, daytime, uh, 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 Rob and I were able to get an advanced screening of your short film, The Necklace, and I must say, bravo, it was a, a mm-hmm. great six-minute film, and uh, what was it like okay. uh, being part of that? You know what, it was nice. It, it was a lot of fun. It was, um, it, it, was um, it was neat to have something to do, you know, it, it came... When I first started auditioning again after my after my surgeries from my car accident, mm-hmm. and when when you work as hard as you as you do to create something so special like I had um, in daytime, and then to be out of it for as long as I was because of of surgeries, 
um, it was nice that when I was able to start auditioning, I had people still interested in me. And mm-hmm. Mary Lee Herman, she called uh, and asked if I'd be interested in this part. And, you know, I, I got, I, I, she sent me the script. I, I looked at the script first, and I thought, you know what, this is, this is something kind of special. This is, um, it's a sweet story. It's, it's a, it's a neat story. And, and people, like, I mean, I don't know how much of the movie I can give away, but, but yeah. people, <laughs> people do stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Um, it was amazing how you know I'm talking about. It was just so packed. Like just that five or six minutes was so full. You know what I mean? Just yeah, Mar- yeah, Mary Lee. Um, she really, she really, besides having a hand on everything, she she was very hands on with everything, um, from lighting to to um, blocking to camera angles. To you know, performance. I mean, to catering. I mean, she she was just she was so hands on with everything. You could tell just how much she loved what she was doing, and because of all of her energy, it just you know it flowed over onto the crew and to the the actors, and it was a really great little film. I mean, it was it was small, like you said, but it was it was it was really wonderful to do, and and she's. You know, she's she's really she's got some other projects that are coming up that she's working on that uh, I'm excited about. I mean, there's there's a she's already told me that there's a feature that she's interested in. You know, that that there's a part in there for me and Ooh. and um, yeah yeah. So I'm I'm very intrigued and very excited about the possibility of of working with her again because she was brilliant to work for. Yeah, she really she's, she's a she's a great lady. She's the one who helped uh, you know get us together tonight. Um, also, talk uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about Five Hour Friends, your new feature film. Oh, I'll tell you what that was uh, that was that was a fun shoot. It's it's a golf movie, um, Five Hour Friends. It's you know friends that that stay together on that one. I can talk about and tell you about, but it's mm-hmm. uh, you know it's, it's Five Hour Friends because it's generally most people spend that that much time playing a round of golf with, with a foursome. And mm-hmm. it was with Tom Sizemore. I play opposite Tom Sizemore. And and it was uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was fast-paced. The producer, the producer, director are phenomenal guys. They're from San Diego, Ron and Theo. And, and um, they're winning all kinds of awards already for the film. It hasn't come out yet. They have a distribution company. Um, and and they're very excited about it. The distribution company and the distribution company is even interested in in helping fund the next project, which the producer has already offered me. So I'm thrilled about oh, that. Wonderful. So it, it's neat. I've got Great. yeah, I've got some things coming up. I really do. And the thing about Five Hour Friends is, for my Sheila fans, they're going to see glimpses of of Sheila in in the oh. movie. Um, Neat. Yeah, obviously she's not. I'm not playing Sheila, but mm-hmm. Carla, the character that I'm playing, um, she's got some issues. She's got <laughs> some issues. And in the film, Tom Tom Sizemore's character has has issues, and basically he's he's kind of met. He he he's not a really good person in the film, mm-hmm. and 
he falls in love with somebody who's pretty much like him. Uh-huh. And uh, and it's interesting. Well, it's interesting to see. Well, definitely it goes. can't wait to get. I can't wait till that's released so we, I can we can we can uh, you know see that because yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's nice you know, to see you. Yeah, but you know you're talking you're talking about soap fans and the power of 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 the medium that that I worked in, and um, Ron called me just the other night. He was amazed because it's going to be at the Berlin Film Festival mm. coming up, and he said, Kimberlyn, you know, my fiance is is looking at everything on YouTube in in regards to the upcoming film festival in Berlin, and he said I had no idea how popular you were in Europe um, because it, the, over 50% of the responses coming in are, is Kimberlin going to be attending the, the film festival? And that comes from the international side of The Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, it was, it was, it's exciting. It's really exciting. And, and there's some really good scenes in that, in that film. And working well, with Tom, great. he's such a talented actor. Mm-hmm. He's he's an incredibly talented man. He's uh, he's deep, very very deep. And and with all of the all of the the things that went on in his life up to that point, I mean, he's very open about everything with his rehab and and um, you know the trouble that he had gotten into and 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 his life and and it was just. Uh, it was an interesting project. It was it was just a lot of fun. Got to play golf. Got to be outside. It was it was wonderful. It was uh, a great crew. Really great crew. Now I, I was looking through uh, your 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 um, filmography, and uh, when I look at all the different soaps you've been on, you you had a lot of shorter shorter roles on a different soaps, and all of them are pretty much nurse or doctor related, and and one judge. <laughs> Um, they must. They, do they look at you and just say she looks like a doctor? I don't know. You know what? I thought about that once before. I'm going. Gosh, every everything I played except for the judge. Exactly. You know, I've, been, I've been in the medical field or, or research field or, or something like that. I have no idea. Maybe I just look like I can help people. Yes. <laughs> or, or, or tamper with test results. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's true. That's true. Now, f- fans of the web series The Bay were very happy to see you um, when that uh, they, that debuted, and you played Dr. Grace Drum. Are you in the the, the new season that they're developing, or this or developing? I believe I am. Yes. Um, as a matter of cool. fact, I just got a um, I just got a uh, a text yesterday from from Gregory Martin, yeah. and, and I did ask him. I said he was inviting me to a, a rap party. Um, in Hollywood, and, and I, I told him no, I can't. I'm, I'm skiing right now with my son up in Mammoth. But um, I asked him. I said, I said, well, you know, where are we at? How, how are we on the script? Are we getting ready to shoot? And he said, yes, we're getting very, very close. So oh, that's great. I can tell you, I can tell you that the cold read that we did, we we did a big reading, um, all of the cast. All of the cast. We were all in one room, up in L.A., and we were reading the new season out loud. He wanted a, a cold read done, mm-hmm. and it was after that cold read that he he decided that he wanted to take it to another level, based mm-hmm. on some things that he had seen in that reading, which had him revamping the entire season, 
Wow. And um, yeah, he said he and he was very honest with all of us. He said, you know, there there are some some people that um, you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be changing things around. And quite honestly, I, I need to know which one of you, how many of you are interested in actually coming back for the season after the cold read and and uh, you know I told him I was definitely interested because with what I read for my character in the new season, it's phenomenal. And wow. Mary Beth Evans and I, mm. we we take it on, and it's cool. Uh, that is amazing. I cannot be, wait. It it's going to be awesome, and I I yeah. am so excited. I, you know, I have always been a fan of, of Mary Beth, always. Yeah. And uh, the stuff that I read, that it, you know, if if, if the script hasn't changed too terribly much, it's going to be uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Well, that cool. is great. I mean, the more Kimberlyn Brown, the more us fans mm-hmm. are happy. Well, you know, speaking of fans well, and Kimberlyn Brown, we have a ton of people who are waiting to speak to you. Yep. So uh, okay. first up, first up, we have Anthony. Um, Anthony, you're on with Kimberlyn. Go ahead. Hi. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hi, Doug. Hi, Rob. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing very, very good. I'm so excited to be talking to you. I've been a huge fan of yours um, ever since The Young and the Restless. Um, I remember being in eighth grade and just, you know, running home every day just to see um, the scenes of, oh, you know, you. of your work. Um, I've seen you over the years um, when you were on the show, and you always um, wrote back to me, and I just wanted to thank you for, um, you know, for always responding back. Um, I did want to just ask oh. a quick question. <laughs> about um, your work on The Bold and the Beautiful. Um, what was it like working with Barbara Crampton and Ken Hayes? Um, I always loved the scenes um, of of you and Barbara um, as Maggie, and um, I loved the scene in particular when um, you have a fight and you end up falling on a fireplace poker. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting mm-hmm. uh, twist in the story, and I just wanted your take on that. You know what? Barbara Crampton and and Ken Haynes are are wonderful. I mean, obviously I worked more with Ken than with mm-hmm. Barbara, but but the time that I did work work with Barbara, you know, because I because I knew her, I knew her from Young and the Restless, and and um, watched all her other storylines with other mm-hmm. people. You know, the the thing about Sheila is I was very limited to the to the group of actors that I worked with, where people like Barbara, you know, got to work you know, a little bit with everybody. So when I got to work with her, I, w- I was excited to, you know, be part of that group as well. And she's she's a wonderful gal, absolutely wonderful. We had some nice conversations. You know, our dressing room, we get together and we would run lines and just fun to work with, really fun to work with. Um, and then Ken, I mean, Kenny and I, I just, I adore him. I love him. And, you know, with whatever he's doing today. I mean, he still sends Christmas cards to my mom and dad. It's just, he's just, he's he's amazing. And we had so much fun working together. And it was so hard sometimes to keep a straight face because, you know, he was the one that would open the door and hit himself in the face and, you know, <laughs> lean on, go to lean on the table and, and slide off. I mean, he he just, he made it so much fun to work with. And, um and we had, you know, we had we had a great relationship outside of work as well. We, uh, you know, we'd hang out, and his wife Mary was is wonderful, and 
and uh, I, I can't say enough about both of them, quite honestly. Well, I just wanted to thank you for all your years of, you know, acting that you've brought to the fans of the show. And I'm definitely looking forward to, um, you know, your new projects and Five Hour Friends and hearing about, you know, the festivals and, you know, the awards out in California that it's won already. I see it on Facebook, the yeah. Facebook there. So I'm really definitely excited yeah, about that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, Any thank you. Here? Yeah, I did. It, it's winning awards. It's a good thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> And I'll let the other callers, um, you know, talk to you. But thank you for taking my call. No, thank you so much, really. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks, Uh, Let me play my uh, promo real quick, and then we'll get right back to the calls. For all the latest entertainment news, show schedule, and archive shows, check out onairwithdouglas.com. And would you like to be a guest co-host with Douglas? Just help book a guest, and you can spend the hour with the guest. Contact onairwithdouglas at gmail.com for more. Today's show is sponsored by SoapStyle.com, where you can get all the latest fashion trends from daytimes to bold and the beautiful. For more information, go to SoapStyle.com. Now back to the show. All right, now we have Tracy. Tracy's a huge fan. She about blew up Twitter when I told her that you were coming on. So, Tracy, you are on. <laughs> Thanks for the retweet. Hello, how are you, Kimberlyn? Hey, Tracy, I'm well. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm very, I'm just overjoyed. I'm very excited to be speaking with you right now because you're a freaking legend. I don't know if you realize that or not, but you are. Um. The shows really have not been the same since you've been gone. They really haven't. There hasn't been a villainous like you ever, period. I mean, you embodied the role of Sheila Carter. I mean, it was brilliant. My favorite line from you ever is when you were in the wedding dress and Lauren came to confront you and you said, B, I'll snap you like a twig. And the way you said it, you said it through your teeth. I mean, that has to be hands down the best line Sheila has ever said to anyone, period. And I loved it. Did you improv that or was that scripted? Boy, you know what? I um, I think I came up with that one quite honestly. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was really lucky because Ed Scott really – really allowed me to um to kind of take my character and and go in directions when when I would because sometimes I would just feel things I say mm-hmm. oh, I got to try this I got to try this and he would say okay go 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 do it do it do it and and um and a lot of a lot of little things came out of came out of stuff like that but first off first off I just want to thank you so much for all of those wonderful words and and compliments because uh you know when 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 you work so hard and and you do what you do and it, and it makes people like you and, and the other callers as happy as as I I have mm-hmm. it's wonderful to hear it really is because I don't I don't hear that every day you know I'm a mom I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a wife and and uh and uh, it's it's just, it's just lovely to hear. Thank you. You're very, you are very, 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 very much missed. I really wish that there's some way 
you can come back to either one of the shows. I mean, anything, anything. But a question that I had for you was, how do you feel about the way they kind of wrote you out and they had Michelle Stafford, who's also brilliant, kind of take over your role? What What were your thoughts of that? Because me personally, I thought that really no one could ever tackle Sheila but Kimberlyn Brown. So I kind of thought it was a slap in the face, but Michelle did it justice. But it's not Kimberlyn Brown. What were your thoughts on that? Um... Or did you watch you know, it? Well, you know what? I I watched I watched the first show and then I just couldn't mm-hmm. really watch it again because yeah. for me personally, I was watching it going, "That's not Sheila." Exactly. And, um, you know, exactly. when I first heard that that somebody else was going to be playing my part, I mean, or, originally, you know, your first instinct is, "Well, why? What did I do?" And this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. and and I realized, you know, after that accident, I just wasn't physically able to do what my character right. always did. You know, all the cat fights and all of that, because I had, I had, um, I had three surgeries that I, I had coming up. So it's 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 strange how one thing that can happen in your life can change your life completely, and you have no yeah. control over it. And the studio had no control over it. I mean, they had a storyline mm-hmm. that they planned and um you know they chose to go forward with it and have somebody else play my part so um yeah i wish it were me there's no yes. me it. too I, I we all are you feeling better yeah oh yeah i'm 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 100 percent. i mean really? you know, it's uh yeah i'm i'm fine i'm fine now i'm 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 starting to audition and and i'm back out there and Finishing the movie, um, you know, with Five Hour Friends, and and uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm skiing right now, so my legs don't hurt anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm doing really you. well. Thank Did you. Did you have any back surgeries? I'm sorry, what was that? Did you have any back surgeries? No, uh-uh. my back uh-huh. was fine. It was all in my legs and my arms. Oh, okay. Well, I'm. I'm happy that you're well. I'm happy that you're doing great. I will be. I am following you on Twitter, but since you are available and maybe I might be able to blow up the B&B pages or something mm-hmm. to start yeah. recruiting Sheila to get back on the show. We're, we're in part there. of the campaign. We're, this is our kickoff to the campaign. Yes. <laughs> but I need to tweet. I need to tweet again. You know, I, I got yeah. People Twitter are asking. Yeah, people ask for you all the time. Yeah, actually. I got it. I got onto Twitter and and it was like red hot for for like the, it was so much fun the first like few months. And then I I uh, you know I got that movie and it made it hard for me to tweet. And then after yeah. after I got off the tweeting for a while, it's kind of like oh gosh, I've got this to do. I've got that to do. And, <laughs> and uh, I do need to get back out there again. Well, we, we kicked off a campaign to bring back Brenda Epperson as Ashley Abbott because Eileen Davidson is now in Days of Our Lives. And um, we're getting responses from the powers of be. They're listening. So we're, we're we're hopeful. There's some signs that it might be working. So they, they, they do. Thank you, Kimberlyn. Kimberlyn, thank you so much for taking my call. I don't want to hold up anyone else. No problem. It's a pleasure, 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 pleasure speaking with you. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, it's thank just you. wonderful hearing everything that you had to, to say and and 
It's much, much appreciated. Thank you. No problem. I only speak the truth. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take on care. Twitter. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, up next is Craig. Craig, go ahead. You're on with Kimberlyn. Hey, Kimberlyn. How are you tonight? Hey, Craig. I'm well. How are you? Good. I got to um, speak to you last time you were on, I think, Olivia Wild. Is it Wild? Um, so I think you yeah, called Olivia, in, and I, I got the I'm opportunity. Yeah, you recognize my voice? accent right now. <laughs> you do, yeah. <laughs> well, I might yes, I also. I, I will tell you just like the girl Tracy just called that I will say ditto to what she said because I've been following you since you first appeared on Young and Restless, and when you left that show and went to Bull and the Beautiful, that's when I started watching Bull and the Beautiful too. And, of course, since you're no longer on those shows, I do watch it, but I'm not into it like I used to because with the new writing team, to me, it's very boring, and I don't (laughs) see any type of shows, and they bring in new people, and they're forgetting all the the old members and things like that. So I'm kind of torn away from it now, so I really would love to see you come back, of course. Um, there was a time when you left and you went to Poor Child, so I followed you there, and you would rage a lot, so you played that part well, too, and I loved you with that, too. So, um, Thank you. But anyway, I'm I'm glad to hear you're doing well, and I am yeah. still trying to get you back on these shows uh, with campaigning with Twitter and sending tweets um, as much as I can and getting all our friends and our group page dedicated to you to do that as, as well, so... We just want you to know we miss you, and we hope to see you soon. Well, I'll tell you what, it would be it'd be an honor to go back and, and play play Sheila for all of you. It really would. And, uh, yeah. Because yeah, just every like... Every time I um, think about it, it just makes me smile. It's just like, it's, mm-hmm. you know what? I um, I love Sheila. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, I, we, I, I yeah. used to work. I worked at a job, and we would go in the kitchen and watch the soaps and... Everybody knew I loved your role, of course, so if they would say anything negative, I had to get on them. So it was like a little joke <laughs> in the office. So they wouldn't mess with me with Sheila. So. And that's how it still is today. Yeah. But anyway, I just want you to know uh, we appreciate you taking the time again to speak to your fans that still love you and miss you. And hope, I'm glad to hear you're doing well. And I thank you for taking my hey, call. Thank you. Okay. You All right. Thank care. you, Doug. You're welcome. Thanks, Greg. Y'all have a good night. Bye-bye. All right. We just got a few more calls, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, Chris, you are next. Go ahead. Hi, Kimberlyn. How are you doing? Hey, Chris. Well, and you? I'm doing great. And hello, boys. How are you guys doing? We're doing Doing very well. Kimberlyn, you created one of my all-time favorite characters on Young and the Restless. Um, that scene of you switching the babies has to be, in my opinion, one of the most standout moments in uh, daytime television. Uh, a little bit about your character. Uh, Sheila was just a bad character, but you played her in such a way that uh, she had longevity. Whose decision was it to sort of play Sheila as this, you played her with just the right enough camp. Um, was that your decision to play her that way? Or was that something you collaborated on with the producers? No, you know what? Um, I really had, uh, from from the moment I, I 
I auditioned for the part of Sheila. I, I just took that that note that Ed Scott had given me as far as mm-hmm. you know, being very Kathy Badish like in like in misery where um, you know, you could smile to somebody one minute and then turn around and, and kill them the next. And when I when I started playing my character I realized that, you know, there's really no wrong. There's really no wrong in anything that Sheila does because she was not not normal um, right. in an everyday sort of sense. So I I did all of that. I, I did all of that. I, I created a kind of a backstory in my own mind as to mm-hmm. why my character ended up the way she ended up um, because I, I had to I had to make it honest for me, Kimberlyn, as an actress. Mm-hmm to make my character seem believable and honest with the things that she was doing um, on the show. So, no, those those were all my nuances, and I, I, I never really had, um, I never had Bill call me and tell me how to play my part, ever. Oh, that's um, wonderful. No, I, I just I think did. you just created, I mean, it, yeah, you just created such a great character. I mean, she was, they don't make characters like that in daytime anymore. There's not that, um, I don't think, commitment to uh, to developing those kind of characters anymore, unfortunately. Um, when you were sent over to Bold and the Beautiful, you really infused, you, you gave that show, uh, you introduced that show to a whole new audience. It was the first time I remember that show shot to number two in the ratings. How did that feel? as an actress to know that your character was instrumental in, in that role for that show. Oh, you know, it made me feel wonderful. Are you kidding? Um, when we started airing and the ratings went up, um, you know, they, the Bells had a party on set to celebrate. <laughs> and and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bell uh, were very congratulatory and, and very appreciative um, to myself and for the work that I had done and to Tracy and because we really did. We brought over an entire viewing audience to a new show and, and a lot of them stuck, you know. And yeah. and it, once again, it comes back down to business, but but um, Bill was just brilliant in, in even thinking to do that. Um, you know, a lot of other shows tried it afterwards, but... but uh, yeah, what it what it did for the ratings on Bold and the Beautiful was fantastic, and and to think that I personally had a part in, in making that happen, it's a wonderful feeling. It's a wonderful feeling, and I will never forget, you know, cutting the cake on on the stage and and having Bill and Lee, you know, congratulate me and. Uh, and that was that was a huge time, a, a huge time because we didn't know if it was going to work. Mm-hmm. And that phone call I got from Bill, what do you think? What do you think? And I said, mm-hmm. I think it's good. Let's do it. And and uh, we made it happen. We really did. But as far as as far as the character and the nuances, you know, he gave me so much to work with. He gave mm-hmm. me. He gave me material that other actors on the sh- on other shows, I'm sure, were just wishing that they had to work with. Yeah, I, I was I was 
very blessed that way. I mean, I, I, he gave me he gave me the opportunity to be dark. He gave me the opportunity to be happy, to be in love, to be um, disturbed. I mean, uh-huh. he really challenged me. He challenged my character, and and I'm lucky. I, I'm just, it's like, wow, this is, I'd get my scripts, and it was like, oh, this is so great. But I would never read ahead. You know, a lot of actors, they get their scripts for the week, and they read their scripts for the week. For me, I didn't want to know what was going to happen on Friday or mm-hmm. Monday because I didn't want anything to change my performance. Mm-hmm. If I knew what was happening on happening on Friday, if I knew where everything was going, and this is just for me personally, I didn't want I didn't want to change anything that I'd be doing on Monday, mm-hmm. you know, because of something that was going to happen on Friday. So I took it a day at a time. I just took my scripts a day at a time, and I'd go home from work and I'd work on them at night and memorize my lines, and I'd come back the next day just completely, you know, excited about what I had to do. But I never knew where it was going. I never knew what was going to happen at the end. Right. You know, I have a friend, and we go on YouTube quite a bit and watch old uh, clips on uh, of Young and the Restless, and one of our favorites is actually um, the scene of you switching the babies because it was such a yeah. – it, it set in motion such a, a powerful storyline, and it was just so well done. Um, you know, a, a little drifting away from Young and the Restless, you did a cameo on Six Feet Under, one of my other favorite shows. How did that come about? Yeah. You know what? Um, I just I, – I got a call and asked if I'd be willing to go in and audition for for Six Feet Under, and um, I said, yeah, absolutely, and went in and got it, and and it was fun. What, what I was really excited about, though, is, um, you know, the creator of, of Six Feet Under, he had talked about, oh, I really like this. This is something I could incorporate. I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to do that coming up in the new season, and so on and so forth, and then, uh, you know, it just it just didn't happen. So, you know, it, it's, it, but it was fun to play. It was fun to play. I was honored to be in it and excited that I got chosen for the part. But, uh, you know, can I go back to the baby thing for a minute? Yes, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to talk about one of the hardest scenes I ever had to do in my life. I had twins. Wow. I had twins on the set. I had baby. I had multiple babies on set because when you work with children, you have to have twins or triplets because kids mm-hmm. are only allowed um, at that age uh, minutes, literally 20 minutes maybe a day um, to work. Well, anyone who's had a child, and especially if it's your first child, you know how difficult it is to change their clothes. Uh-huh. And I literally had you know, X amount of of time to get the clothes off of one baby and onto another baby and then redress the other baby. Oh, wow. And it was just, Ed Scott, he said, okay, what we're going to do, Kimberlyn, is you, we're going to call, you know, you know, hit roll it, and, and he said, you just go and get the babies changed and we're not going to cut the scene until you're done. And, well, and you also um, fingerprinted them. If I remember, you took their their uh, you stamped the bottom of their feet, and I mean, they did the whole thing. They showed her oh, really covering her yeah. tracks. It was such a 
great scene. It was so shocking at the time. I, I was in college at the time watching it at the student union of the university right. I was going to, and there were several people in the, the room watching it, and it was like this story is about to go down, you know? It was just yeah. one of those great moments, so and everybody in the room was just equally excited about, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened, you know? And there was such an energy I was, I was watching excited. it with other people. I was, I was, yeah, I was sweating bullets during that scene because we, we, were, we were running out of time. We lost mm-hmm. one of the babies because they were too upset and crying, and so we, we, had, to, we had to do the whole thing. You know, in I, we literally did it. I think in one one take, and wow. it, uh, and I was so nervous because <laughs> you know you don't want to, you know, you, you, they're babies. You have to be gentle, and and I'm trying to get them changed as fast as I can, and not only that, but remember in the scene I had to get them changed as fast as I could. So in case somebody walked in, it was just, it was, uh, it was it was a difficult scene to do. It really was, and then. And then cutting the birthmark off the baby when that one came around, that was uh, yeah. That's the that's the only scene I had a problem with, and I actually said, "Are you guys kidding me?" I said, "I really have to cut the birthmark off this child." And uh, Ed Scott called me and he said, "Kimberlyn, because I want you to kind of hang low for the next week or two and just stay at home, don't go out too much." He said, "Because we're we're getting some." Uh, we're getting some pretty bad calls here, you know, with people very upset with you for cutting the birthmark off the baby. And it's like, yeah, well, I'd be mad too. But right. That was a, that was a that was a fun, interesting time. It was uh, it was it was it was crazy. It was good. Thanks for yeah, it was that. amazing. Well, thank you so much. It was such a great honor talking to you tonight. You just you really are one of uh, my favorite characters ever on that show, and I, I've been watching for a long time. And uh, you know, like I said, they don't they don't create characters like that anymore, unfortunately. So um, I was happy to be watching soaps when uh, there was a devotion to to telling stories and, and developing characters the way they did with yours. But um, I wish you all the best in your future endeavors, for sure. Hey, thanks so much. And I, I can tell you that uh, when the bay starts shooting, like I said, the, the scripts that I received. Uh huh. It's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be it's gonna be really good. Awesome. Well, I look forward to watching you on that. Really? Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Well, I, Thanks, Chris. Thank you so much. You all have a great night. And you I'll talk to you soon. You all. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Okay, we got. Uh, let's see here. Let's go. We're gonna take this last one right now because we're getting close to time. Uh, Jamel, go ahead. You're on with Kimberlin. Oh, okay. Hi, um, Doug. Hi, Rob. Hi, Kimberlin. Hey, Jamel. Hi. Hi. You know, um, I, I, I'll just say, make it quick. You know, I, um, well, like the other callers, I do, I have enjoyed your your work, too. And um, I was thinking that you could, I think you possibly could go back to daytime, that, uh, Bone and Beautiful, Young and the Restless, because they've been, um, you know, sort of going back in the history with Phyllis recently. And I was thinking that with you, you can come back and just sort of, maybe repent for your sins and, you know, we, we could sort of see the struggle and, you know, you played the sort of temptation. I think you can, I think that would be interesting to watch. And you probably wouldn't be like the 90s, but you could be something different, a little, you know, that way you can stay. Because right. I didn't like, I didn't like, I didn't like when they get you to come on for six months and then you go mm-hmm. something where you can get get on there. And you have family. Yeah. I mean, she has 
children. She has <laughs> right. she has history, so they can sort of incorporate you. And she can still be bad, and she still be sneaky because that's her nature. But she can it won't be as you know catastrophic, you know. So I think that that well, could be something. Yeah. That they should what be if, interested in doing. Back, what if I were to come back with, uh, you know, Massimo's millions? Yes. And the force is really, yes. yes. really wouldn't want to press charges against me because uh, because they they need that money. Yeah. Thought that they had the Massimo before. Mm-hmm. I always thought it'd be interesting to come back as a powerful figure. I, I always oh, yes. that one day I would come back um, as a powerful figure like Stephanie Forrester was. You know, be able to rub that in her face and to be in a position where she needed me for a change. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm responding right now to that too. Yeah, I think that you, I, I, I totally overlooked that part because I was thinking about how you, how actors like you, get into storylines that are so deep and so draining. I remember Joshua Jackson during Hospital. He left that role because it, he, the his son died and his father killed his son. I mean, it was so dark. He had to leave, right. and you was doing it. So I'm thinking, of course, why not come back with. You know, a breath of fresh air. She does. She went to a different country. Somebody, you know, right. she was beautiful. She, well, you, you are. Remember, do you remember I had? Remember I had Massimo's baby, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and he's going off the yeah, canvas. So. Yes. Yeah, you have. So. She's got a lot of kids floating around. Massimo actually had the funds and the whereabouts to to hide me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I was going to yeah, say too so one last I was going to say one last thing too is that um I I liked the the promos back then. That for me that's what got me into it. Mm. You and Steph okay. You and Stephanie the the battle and you had the promos who's uh, what yep. was it? The the battle to the death, you know, who's going to win this week and you had to They did that with like, Tracy too. And they yes. had them like they had yeah, them talking to each other and like yes. in, in the promos that was awesome. Yes. Yeah. The two ladies with the right. fans and their hair and and you know all of it. The the promo even um, with NBC. Um, the, the big thing for them was who's the baby daddy for Sammy. It was it was better promos back then, right. and just to get us hyped up about the week. Do you remember the promo? Do you remember the promo of me crawling up the car? In the rain and beating on the windshield with Tracy inside the car. Yes, yeah, I never forget yeah. that. Wow. That was the hand that rocked the cradle. All that whole stuff. Mm-hmm. That was. The, and the, the woman you cutting up the puzzle pieces too with Tracy, mm. and Brad, and Lauren yeah. with, when they're sleeping together, and you're like, "Ooh, Lauren, what do I have in store for you?" You know, kind of thing. <laughs> right. That was, right. Right. Well, I just think that you're a brilliant actress, and I think that all the characters you've portrayed, even on ABC and other ones. It's been interesting. It's not been something to be like, oh, well, she's not playing, you know, this villainous. You you able to go and sort of take the audience with you, and we don't feel we don't feel like uh, we're missing out because when you was on Port Charles, it was wonderful too. It wasn't Sheila, but it was different. It was still very, it was very. You just a wonderful actress. So we 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 don't feel neglected when we you know we we invest in you. So I hope that they they. Well, thank you. Oh, you you're welcome. I I can't believe I'm talking to you. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, I can't believe it. But um anyway, I'll let, let y'all go and and you, thank you. And I think another thing I'm gonna let you go. I think you should do audio because you're so soothing. The way you talk. Yeah. It sounds like right? She sounds like Sheila, but this is the real woman, but so soothing. So 
Ian Buchanan, oh. too. You know, they could do one together. <laughs> they, they should, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that would. would. That would be okay. Fun. Would well, be anyway, Thank you so well, much. Thank you, Chanel. Okay. We have one one more caller. He keeps getting he kept getting disconnected. So Isaac, are you there? Okay. Hello. Isaac. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? You're on, yeah. Hi. Okay. Uh, hello, Kim Brian. Hi. Uh, how are you doing? I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I just found an agent for my acting career, and. I'd like to know if you have um, any advices for new actors that want to audition for film and movies, TV series. Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, well, advices for new actors that want to prepare for auditions? Be very, very well prepared. I know the material in, inside and out, even if it's a cold reading. I recommend memorizing it and and go in with a performance. Um, of course, you're still going to hold the script in your hand because it, it's a it's a reading, and you want to be able to go down to that should you need to. But um, you know, it, it's that reading that gets you the job. So you you just have to make it your own and 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 try to bring something special to that that they're going to remember you by because they're going to see a lot of people, a lot of people for the same exact part, and you have to stand out above the rest. So, And, and a, a lot of, of auditioning for movies, for television, for anything, they have in their mind an idea of what they're looking for before you ever walk through the door. So you could also walk through the door and give a brilliant reading but you're simply not what they're looking for at that time. It's much like myself with the part of Sheila. I auditioned for the part of Cassandra Rawlings. I screen tested for the part of Cassandra Rawlings. I didn't get that part, but you know what? They remembered me and brought me back for a part that they thought that I was right for. So you can't take anything personally because the person that tells you no today might be the person calling you to give you a job tomorrow. Oh, okay. Great advice. And um, okay. is it um, is it okay for actors to suggest storylines? Because I was told that uh, you need to wait until they want Sheila back. But would it be okay for you to write to um, the new team at YNR and suggest a storyline to them? You know what? Um, you could. You could, uh, anybody else could. For me, um, I don't feel comfortable doing that because that's not my job. Right. You know, my job is to create and to work with what is handed me. And maybe things have changed now, but I know that when Bill was there, he really didn't, he, he wanted actors to act, he wanted writers to write. He wanted producers to produce, um, and everybody, you know, would come together with a really great project at the end of the day. But when actors started telling writers what to do, and when actors start telling producers what to do, actors are usually written off the show. So, oh, I see. You know as an actor, as an actor, you do what you're hired to do. 
Now, Always if you yourself want, if you yourself want to become a producer, become a director, become an actor, director, an actor producer. There are a lot of them out there. But did they start as producers? Very few. Very very mm-hmm. few. Um, the ones and, and, uh, who become producers and directors are, are generally ones that have been in the industry for years. Oh, okay, we actually have to wrap things up. We only have two minutes left on here, so yeah. Okay, and this, much, this, this is a very last thing. This is a very last <laughs> thing. Um, I know that my opinion is not very popular, but I'm still convinced that um, she literally did have surgery to look like Celius, and yeah. that she got shot. No, we all but, believe um, that the real Sheila yes, is alive. But, but 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 you know what? You know what? Uh, it doesn't mean that Sheila died. Maybe. No. Maybe she's in a coma. Maybe uh, you know Sheila survived and um, that was wasn't her. That wasn't her. You know? That was sugar. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Well, but, 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 but what I'm saying is that maybe uh, Lauren truly did shoot the real Sheila, but maybe Sheila, um, you know, survived and was in a coma. You know, and mm-hmm. maybe she woke up from that coma. You know what I mean? That's a you know possibility. Anything's possible. Anything. Anything could happen. You never know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get lucky, and you guys will mm-hmm. see me back there again one day. We will do our best. So thank you very much for taking my. Right. You're welcome. Thanks, uh, it's baby. okay. We can. We can. It'll. It'll. Let us, it'll still keep recording. Um, a few okay. more uh, extra minutes. Um, anyway, I just want to. First off, you made a dream come true. When I created this um, last year, it was uh, solely based on uh, having fans of soaps to get together and talk about saving soaps and showing that soaps matter, and then. I thought, well, you know, there's some other shows out there that invite people. Let me see if I can invite people. So I did, and we've had 150 guests, and we hit 1.7 million listeners last week, and mm-hmm. we're we're showing, and people are listening because Angelica McDaniel from CBS Daytime listens to our show, and um, so we're 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 in there. We, we may be a small fraction, but we're doing our part to help save daytime. That's right. Oh, you guys, you know, thank you. Thank you for that because... Uh, yeah, and our, our Ashley campaign is working, we think. We we have reason to believe that it might be working. So our next our next campaign is going to be Bring Sheila Back. <laughs> you know what? I'd, I'd be happy to go back, you guys. If you can make it happen, that would be that would be a dream come true. It really would. Yeah. And thank cool. you so much for having me on your show. You guys are just great. I'd love to come back oh, again yeah. sometime. Oh, all right. Well, when, when your uh, when your upcoming projects are um, ready to uh, to be talked about, we'll have you back to uh, to help promote them. Okay, sounds great. Well, in, in, enjoy the skiing and uh, uh, real quick, how how are the kids doing? By the way, the kids are great. The kids are great. Oh. Um, Nicholas Nicholas is uh, he's fourteen now. My daughter just had her birthday yesterday. She's nineteen. Oh and, my goodness. Um, I know they grow up fast, don't they? Hmm. Wow! Yeah, they're beautiful. Well, they're, they're beautiful well, you uh, kids, so. you keep on doing what you do, and we're going to keep on doing what we do, and we're going to we will uh, be in touch again. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for spending Friday yeah. night with us. Thank you, Kimberly. Hey, you know what? I'm happy to. I'll talk to you guys again. All right. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Well. Um, we're, uh, you, nobody can hear us unless you're on the phone with us right now, so we'll, you'll have to hear this on the after play. Uh, what a surprise that was today. What did yeah. you think about that? I was pretty psyched when I I checked my uh, multiple, you know, 
whatever communications online and saw that, and I was like, oh, wow, cool. What a surprise. Exactly. I mean, it, I have been waiting. I mean, I seriously could just shut forever now because that was that was the, the interview I have been waiting for for the whole year. There's two people I've been waiting to talk to. And this is the this is the one that I wanted more than anything, and um, mm-hmm. so it was just phenomenal to, to be with. And it's so and she's so I mean she's so not Sheila, so it's so you know she's so calm right. and, and collected and stuff. So it's she's got a sweet sound to her, and it's so Isn't good to hear her voice. It's amazing, like how like with such loyal fans she has. I mean, they really. I mean, more callers lined up. It was amazing. You know, CBS really needs to know about that. You know. Yeah. Well, we're uh, now more than ever. We're gonna we're gonna do our best to get her back on daytime somewhere, some way. We're right. gonna get her back on daytime because we That's do need right. to see her uh, on our televisions. Um, but definitely check out the necklace. Uh, it is uh, not available yet, but you can go to the necklace dash the movie dot com to get information about that and see if it's playing in a film festival near you. Um, and then hopefully it'll be available for. Um, download or streaming or something um, in the future. And then also you can check out www.5hourfriends.com. So it's 5hourfriends.com to get all the latest information about her feature film where she says there's a little snark of Sheila in that. So I cannot wait to see mm-hmm. that as well. And, cool. uh, and of course, uh, definitely check out The Bay. Uh, the series is going to be starting its, um, I believe, its second season um, uh, very soon, apparently, and she is in that as well. So I'm very excited to uh, to, to, to catch her on that. So thanks, everybody, for listening. This was a impromptu last minute. Uh, I've been working on this behind the scenes for so long, and as, as she said, can we do it tonight? I was like, of course. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to say no. So uh, yeah. it was truly an, an honor. Let me just share the story real quick. Um, uh, in 2005, I went to I, – I was able – I I was a um, working at Apple, and – uh, the, the actor John Enos uh, III, who played Bobby Marcino, came into my store, and uh, he and I, I went downstairs and you know asked him if I could help him. I said, I just want to let you know I'm a huge fan of the show. I've been watching for X amount of years, and at that time, Bobby Marcino and Brittany were really a, the, the storyline was where she was stripping out a strip, you know, at the strip joint, and she was just getting ready to get electrocuted um, on the strip, strip pole. And he's like, oh well, hey, anytime you want to come down to CBS, I'll give you a tour of the set and behind the scenes and I was like oh. I was like, Oh my God, yes. So I um at that time my son was there for the summer with me and this was in two thousand five. So we went and uh, he I got our we got our press pass, me and my son and we went and we got to walk through the whole set of Young and the Restless. I got to sit in the athletic uh, club at the bar and I got to see Captain Chancellor's um set and I got to see the Crimson Light set. And all there was different scenes being filmed at the time and we just got to sit there behind the directors behind the camera and and everything, and then we got to see makeup and hair, and we got to see wardrobe. It was just phenomenal. Well, then that same that same that same year later in the in the summer, there was a the, the, the uh, biannual um, Young Restless fan event. Well, I got tickets for that immediately because I was living in Los Angeles. Sheila was going to be there. Kimberly Brown was going to be there. I was like, oh my god, I got to go. I don't care about aisle. I mean, I don't care who else is there, but I got to get in line to see and get her autograph. So I met a t- I met like the whole cast that was there, which is pretty much all the people that are still on there now and plus some people that were are not longer there anymore. Well, when I got to Kimberlyn's uh, uh, table, I was so nervous. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up right in front of her. I know I'm just going to be like uh, – I just I was just a nervous wreck. And she looks at me and she says, she says, honey, 
don't be scared. And she arched her eye, and then in her Sheila way, she goes, I'm not going to hurt you. And I just was like, oh, my God. I just busted out laughing. I was just like, oh, my God, I love you so much. And then we talked for a few minutes. I got to sit next to her. And um, her boy, the, uh, the he's not a boy, the young man that played Scotty uh, was there as well. And I got to meet him. And it was it was during that whole time where Sheila had just came back to Young and the Restless um, after 10 years being gone. So that was a little – I already – she already knows the story because I told her that on the show that she was on before at, at Olivia Wilde. But I just wanted to share that with everybody, that I got a chance to meet her in person and now to spend an hour and a half with her. So uh, we only we only at, um, agreed to an hour, and she stayed an extra half hour to take all your command yeah. calls. So that is amazing. And uh, we made her night by playing those clips, thanks to Rob for setting that up. And um, very, very exciting. So anyway, I hope everybody has a great uh, weekend. We'll be back on uh, Sunday for the weekend review for soaps. Uh, So uh, Scotia, Rob, and I will be back 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Then uh, Monday we have Trisha Cast, who plays Nina Webster on Young and Restless, and her husband, singer Bat McGrath. We'll be uh, playing some tunes from his brand-new album, New Reverb, and catching up with Trisha and uh, learning all about Bat's music. Tuesday, we have Greg Baird, who is a uh, national educator and lecturer on LGBTQ uh, uh, seminars that he goes around to different schools. And we'll be talking about this tour that he's going to be working on with some celebrities uh, that come into a college or university near you. Uh, Wednesday, we have... um, uh, Ryan Carnes, I just booked him today. Ryan Carnes, uh, many may remember him on uh, General Hospital, and he was also in Desperate Housewives the first season. He was the boyfriend of Bree Vandekamp's uh, son, Andrew, and he was also in the film, the uh, gay film called Eating Out. He was in the first one of those. Uh, he's got a lot of different projects. He's, he's got a lot of different projects as well, so we'll be talking with him as well. And also, if it was a lesbian film, that would be a really funny name. <laughs> and then and then um also I just booked today Joshua Morrow. Uh he is one I've been wanting to uh talk to for a long, long time. Uh he'll be with us on the t- February twelfth at ten PM Eastern, so it's gonna be another late show that day. So Nicholas Newman is finally coming to honor it with Douglas and Rob. Yes. So And we won't be rendered citizens anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, God, I'm gonna do the show so they'll leave me alone. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just, you know, he's, this is 19th year on Young and Restless and I just want to celebrate his career, talk about his, uh, you know, his time on daytime, even talk about his, uh, boy band 3D back in the day and, uh, what it's like working with, uh, you know, working with Steve Burton now, uh, which, who just premiered this week on the show as well. So it's, uh, lots of good stuff. We'll be talking about that night. So I'm actually um, liking uh, him so far, believe it or not, people are all, you know, oh, Steve Burton, but I'm actually enjoying it. Yeah, I am too. I, I was able to actually catch it live today, so I I was glad to, to see it. Um, okay, well, I'm we're done. Uh, I'm I'm ready Thanks. to go let go get down from my high. So uh, we'll be back on <laughs> we'll be back on uh, uh, Sunday night. And Sunday, then, uh, when I get to talk about like three out of the four shows. <laughs> so get prepared to hear me. <laughs> Yes, and also uh, you can follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Anthony D, and you can follow me, the show, at On Air with Doug. So thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back on Sunday. Good night, Rob. Good night. 
For a full archive of past shows and the upcoming schedule, check out onairwithdouglas.com. Do you need help getting promotion out to our thousands of listeners? Contact us at onairwithdouglas at gmail.com for more information. And be sure to check out our new weekly topical show, Sunday Nights. Until next time, thanks for listening to our show.